Hello, everybody. It's Karen, Coaching with Karen. Welcome back. I'm so glad you came back on to join me. Today, the, co- the topic is communication. Now, I know a lot of you think that communication is important. I am forever saying to people, uh, hashtag communication, because I feel like people are not communicating properly these days. So I want to stress this topic because if communication was better, I think a lot of things would be better. So let's dive right in. All right. So are you communicating or are you complicating? It's communication versus interpretation is the way I see it. So when you start a conversation with someone, start off by asking yourself, How much does this person know? How much does this person care? And which one do you have control over? So I think that is very key. So I always say this to people, and I have this hanging at work. There is what I say. There's what I mean by what I say. And then there's what you hear. And there's what you make it mean. Okay? That's a mouthful, but it's so relevant. And if people would just think about that more often, there's what I say, there's what I mean by what I say, there's what you heard, and there's what you made it mean. So that's where the breakdown is, in my opinion. The only thing that two people need to bring to the conversation is something that each of them can be sure of, okay, that you're certain of. And that is your own thoughts, feelings, and perceptions. That's the only thing that you can bring to the table and bring to the conversation. You cannot know what another person is thinking. By the way, so don't try to complicate things by assuming what they are thinking or what they are about to say and begin preparing in your mind what you're going to, what your response is going to be. And even before, you know, you're really not listening if you're doing that. You're just preparing in your mind what the response is going to be. Even before you're finished listening to what they have to say, this is something everybody does. It's so hard. And we laugh about it in my family because I'm Italian and everybody talks loud and talks fast. And so we're trying to get a word in edgewise before the thought goes out of our head. Um, And a lot of times, We're just trying to say what we want to say before the next person talks over us. So I think that's a different problem. But anyway, again, you can't know what another person is thinking. So don't try and complicate things by assuming what they are thinking. That's where we go wrong. And there's a whole training session behind just that sentence right there. Um, So, you know, we could get into that if you if you want me to coach you, but this is what happens with a lot of people. And I saw this little um, uh, ad on uh, Facebook or something. It said, most people do not listen with the intent to understand. They listen with the intent to reply. And I think that's just so relevant because that's what people do. You will start complicating the conversation or the communication if you stop listening and start interrupting with your reply. Now, I'm going to raise my hand and say I am the worst one for that. I have a bad habit of doing that, but I'm very aware of it. So I try and not do do that. But let's face it, 
sometimes it's just nice to listen. Just to go into a conversation and be like, you know what, I'm going to just be a listener today. I'm just going to not talk. It's got to be so freeing to not have to think about what to say. So sometimes just be a listener and then you won't be interrupting people. So being that you have very little awareness of what other people are thinking or what another person is going to say, it's important that you stop and listen. So until you have really listened, you know almost nothing. Just think about that for a minute. When someone comes to you or is about to say something, you know nothing about what they're about what they're about to say. And you have to take the past out of it and oh, this is what they always do or I just knew this is what she was going to say. So listening is a skill and it kind of needs to be learned. We don't think about it, but it, it it's a skill that needs to be learned. It needs to be developed and it needs to be practiced every day. Practicing every day is the way to go. <coughs> Excuse me. Just because we hear doesn't mean that we are listening. I'm sure people have said that to you before. Just because you hear doesn't mean you're listening. And remember this, listening is not about you. Listening is entirely about the person you are listening to. That's another one that's tough for people. And in relationships of any kind, especially with friends or partners, um, buddies or husbands and wives, what they truly need is to be heard. So they feel like they are being seen and are being validated. That's so important. And I think we all miss that. You should always make yourself available to listen and stop thinking about what you're going to say while they're talking. Uh, because if they're talking, it's not about you. It's about them and what they have to say, right? Indicate that you are hearing them in some way. It's not enough to listen silently because it looks like you're not listening sometimes. It's helpful to indicate in some way that you're hearing them. You know, you can repeat back what you heard in a way that's not condescending. Here's an example. Um, this is an example of what not to say. Oh, really? So what you're saying is, in that snotty voice, like you don't want to do that. <laughs> that is not helpful. But you can repeat back, you know, well, you could say something like, oh, okay, so what I'm hearing you say is, and, you know, repeat it back to them in a, a more loving way. You know, have compassion for the person who's talking because you don't know where they're coming from. You have no idea what they're feeling this day. Even if it's someone you know well, you don't know what they're feeling today. So here's an example. Um, so let's just say it's a work person. Someone may have a deadline to meet and they really need your help. Or someone may have a very personal issue that they need to tell you about or any number of things that might require you to not assume, not pull from the past or your past thoughts or, or judgment and just listen and hear what they have to say. Sometimes that's so hard to do because as soon as someone starts talking, you the practice every day means you have to say, okay, oh, here's my opportunity. Here's my opportunity to practice. I'm going to just not say anything. I'm just going to listen. So as you listen with empathy and feel what they feel, and 
A lot of people don't understand the difference between sympathy and empathy. Sympathy is you feeling sorry for someone and empathy is that you're feeling what they're feeling. You're empathizing with them. Um, You gain more compassion for them as a person if you can empathize with them. You feel for them as a human being with a personal pain or struggle like the rest of us. There's a difference between empathy and sympathy, but there's nothing wrong with sympathizing with someone. You know, you feel sorry for them or sorry for what's happening, but when you're empathizing with them, you're feeling with them. You're feeling what they feel, whereas sympathy, you just feel bad for them, and nobody likes that. You know, like, don't don't feel bad for me. I've heard people say they don't feel bad for me. So sometimes we can say things like, I know what you meant, but the reality is that we can never really know what a person meant without hearing what they have to say. You know, like you're, you're thinking that when, before they start talking, you're going to be like, I know what you mean. I know what you're going to say. Sometimes communication in relationships can be confusing, however. Like an example might be that you made dinner for your partner and you thought they'd be home at six, but they didn't get home until seven. Your partner might be thinking, I can't believe he or she is late. She doesn't care about me and all the time I took to make this meal. She has no respect for me or my time. But your partner, on the other hand, might be thinking, I can't believe this meeting went so long. And I couldn't leave the room to call and I'd say I'd be late. Now there's all this traffic. Oh my gosh, I'm going to be so late. I sure hope he's not mad. I feel so bad that I'm late. I hope he understands. I feel awful, right? So they're both making the same situation mean something different. This is like so classic. So then when, when she arrives home, he says, I can't believe you came home so late and I ha- and have no respect for my time. And she might say, that is not the case at all. I was stuck in a meeting and I couldn't call. And then there was all this traffic. And now I feel just awful. So they were both stressing out and both making the same exact situation mean something completely different. And in this scenario, it sounds like they're may- maybe not on the same page about their, you know, their feelings. If it was my husband, he would know that I would be upset. (laughs) He'd be like, oh my gosh, he's probably so upset because there's traffic. So, you know, there's a lot of different nuances with each relationship. But again, until you've spoken to the person and you know the facts, there's no sense in getting upset and it doesn't serve anyone. A lot of times we will say things and we will want others to interpret in a certain way. Example oh, no, no, it's fine. You don't have to buy me anything on Valentine's Day. (laughs) Of course, I would never say that. But what you're really meaning is, what the hell is wrong with you? You better get me a dozen roses. So that's, that's a misinterpretation, miscommunication. Like, don't say, oh, it's fine. You don't have to get me anything if that is not how you really feel because that's just going to cause problems. Another thing to keep in mind is that there are all different types of people. We all know the one-upper. Who doesn't know a one-upper? Or maybe you don't know what a one-upper is, but I'll tell you. 
you can't wait to share your story about your recent trip or vacation, right? So you say, I went on a trip to Mexico and it was awesome. And then the one-upper isn't really listening because they are thinking about their experience and they proceed to tell you about how they went on a trip, not only to just Mexico, but 10 other places. Pretty soon you find yourself avoiding that person because it becomes frustrating when you can't get a word in edgewise or you can't share a thought because they're telling you, oh, I went to Mexico and I also went to Uganda and then I went to Hawaii and like they're always trying to one up your story. It's just so frustrating. Or there's the person who talks about themselves and doesn't appear to care about what is happening with you in your life. And a lot of times we have a good friend like that. And you wonder, why is this my good friend? You know, they don't ever really care about what I'm saying. All they do is talk about themselves the entire time. They're so busy thinking about what they are going to say next that they're not really listening to anything that you're saying. And you could see it and you could feel it. I have one friend who's like this. Oh my gosh. And it's just like, oh, now when we go to their house, I just think to myself, I'm not going to talk about anything because this person's just going to want to talk all about their own life. And it's better to be a listener in that scenario. (laughs) Now, another thing I want to talk about is this idea of telling the truth. How to tell the truth to be specific. Now, be careful with this one. When people say, I'm just telling you my truth. This is my truth. This is, oh my gosh, it's so annoying to me. And somehow, if we say that, you know, I'm just telling you my truth, they think this entitles them to say whatever they want to anyone because it's their truth. But I totally disagree that this is appropriate to tell someone what your thoughts are with the caveat that it's your truth and then that makes it okay. It doesn't make it okay. So sometimes you need to keep your quote-unquote truth to yourself, especially if it's going to hurt somebody's feelings. That just does not give someone a license to say something rude or something that could be interpreted as hurtful because that's what they are thinking. So for those people who keep feeling like this radical honesty is somehow useful, it just doesn't serve anyone. So be really aware of that. I know sometimes it's like a a trendy thing to say, oh, this is my truth. I've heard people, you know, just say things and they don't even realize how it's affecting people. Now, um, I had said before, there's what we say, what we mean by what we say, what we hear, and what we make it all mean. So here's an example. I had a friend call me and say they were, that um, their flight would be arriving in at 7. So I sent her a text and I said, Hey, I wasn't sure if I should have dinner for you. Let me know if you have already had dinner. And she replied back, I'll eat something. That was her full text. I'll eat something. But what she meant was, Yeah, I'm hungry. I'll eat something with you. What I heard was, yeah, I'll get something to eat before I come. I'll eat something here, is what I made what she said mean. See how easy it is to misinterpret what people say? So that wasn't really my friend. That was a quote from Brooke Castillo in the Life Coach School, which happened to her. And it was very relevant to me because this is the kind of thing that happens with people all the time. 
The gap needs to be closed between the words we say and what others hear. It's not really about the words we say and what we mean. It's what other people are hearing. The only way to know what they heard is to ask them. So how are you interpreting what other people say? Sometimes we carry some of our past and our past feelings about a person or about a situation. So when they speak to us, we're not fully listening because we're remembering the last conversation that we had with them and we're assuming what the outcome is going to be without really hearing what they said because that person like always does this or always says this. And so when we're pulling from that past thought of them, we're not giving them the chance. Maybe they're going to say something new or say something different. But like, for example, maybe the last conversation you remember that they always put you down in some way. So before you even start a conversation, you're preparing for that negative response and you're not really listening because you're just anticipating the put down or the negative remark. And it's really difficult not to do that, but it's so important to try and not do that. So what are you making what they say to you mean? How are you letting their words affect your thoughts and your feelings? So let's talk about the feedback in terms of communication. And this can be an employee who works for you, a relationship, your kids, anyone. Sometimes your opinion is not necessarily feedback. And (laughs) I can't stress that enough. Your opinion is not necessarily feedback that you want to share. Because like if it's in your head, that's why I encourage people to write things down. Because sometimes you'll write your thoughts down and then you'll go back and look at them and be like, holy crap, what was I thinking? Others may think after you shared your opinion, was that really necessary? I mean, if you thought it the next day, gosh, was that really necessary that I said that? Then imagine what other people were thinking right when you said it. So there's a couple of ways that you could be more clear in your communication and give that positive feedback rather than negative opinions. And I'm sure we all know someone who's always giving negative opinions rather than positive feedback. You might want you might want to... Um, Find yourself saying, I don't like your ideas and here's why. And that's not a good way to go about it, right? So if you say, I don't like your ideas and here's why. Kind of unappealing, right? And that's going to give you one result. Remember, you shouldn't be giving feedback if you are feeling upset or angry because it will end up coming out in that angry tone, which may indulge your negative emotion. Because when you're feeling bad, Everything you say is just going to come out sounding bad. But you might want to say something like, maybe it's my responsibility that we ended up with this result. So let's take a look at it together. That sounds a little bit better. You know, maybe you weren't clear enough initially when you were first giving instruction or, or telling something. And I always like to say, feed forward instead of feedback is way more effective. It sounds like this. Hey, this isn't exactly what I wanted to do this weekend, but here's my thoughts. Can we try this? That's, you know, and tone really matters. So it just sounds so much better giving feed forward 
instead of feedback because you're giving them a forward focused option. It's so much more effective for everyone because instead of that person dwelling on and thinking you made a bad choice, you didn't think this through and them interpreting it as I'm not worthy or I'm not capable or I'm not good enough, going through all that drama, but you could you know, you could just say to them, that's a nice idea, but can we compromise and do both? And not in a condescending tone. It's so much better. So there's one more thing I wanted to talk about, and that is saying I'm sorry. And that is something a lot of people struggle with. And I know a few people in my life that have never said they were sorry for so many things. When somebody's upset with you or somebody's giving you feedback or someone wants you to change or someone's telling you their quote-unquote truth, that's probably not the time for you to teach them how to communicate. Although anytime you're going to do a situation where you feel like you have to defend yourself or you have to stand up for yourself or anything like that, most of that comes from a place of insecurity. So keep that in mind. And you become thrown into the victim role as soon as you feel defensive about anything and that's one thing you don't want it's appropriate when someone's upset to offer an apology apologies are so easy and even if a person is confused or the person is wrong about what they think you did or whatever offering an apology is the opposite of being defensive so it opens up communication instead of shutting it down and when you're feeling defensive, you're feeling like the victim. So if it's the opposite, it, t- it puts you in control. Saying I'm sorry is always a softener and always an opener and it's always a connector and it just puts you back in control. But I know what you're thinking. You're Right now, I could just hear you. You can say, I'm sorry you're thinking that way. I'm sorry you're feeling that way. It's so much more compassionate. You don't have to say, I'm sorry that I did X, Y, and Z, especially if you didn't do anything. But saying, I'm sorry that you're thinking that way, or I'm sorry that you're feeling that way, just is so much more compassionate. So you should always try to do your best to make sure that what they are making it mean is exactly what you actually do mean. And if you don't know what what you mean then don't expect other people to. Do that by clarifying, communicating clearly, and then checking to be sure they've heard you, especially when you're, when it's super important to you. Like, make sure they're not on their computer when you're talking to them, or they're not scrolling through their phone when you're talking to them, because they're probably not listening. They're, you know, if you clarify and make sure they've heard you, then the likelihood of more miscommunication down the road is less likely. And the last thing I want to offer is how to be confident when you're communicating. The way to be confident in your communication is to ask yourself, how am I feeling when I'm saying this? And why am I saying it? And if the answer is I'm feeling negative emotion and the reason I'm saying it is to indulge my negative emotions, then you need to clean that up by managing your mind and your thoughts first, okay? So if you, and you know it, you know when you feel negative and you know when you feel those feelings and 
you should just not say anything at that moment because then you're going to be sorry and then you're going to have to backpedal and do all this stuff to fix it. And I always say this, think before you speak, which is really good advice because it can save you from misinterpreting a good communication or complicating rather than communicating. Think before you speak. Understanding this concept and really working on your communication skills will create healthier relationships with everyone around you. And who doesn't want that? Having healthy relationships is going to make everybody's life so much easier. So I hope this podcast about communication was helpful. And remember, are you communicating or are you complicating? So you all have a great day and we'll talk to you soon.